Welcome along, I'm Alan Williams and this is the Alan Williams Podcast. Hello and welcome to the 99th episode of the pod. How did we get here? 99 episodes in. This is possibly our first proper week of having two episodes a week as well. So hopefully you've managed to catch up on the episode which went out two days ago, which was around food awareness. Today's episode is on the power of decision. I've been speaking quite a bit lately on the power of decision and I actually think there might even be a few more episodes of the podcast dedicated to it because it's such a big area and it's such an important area and it's just one that I feel people really need to get their heads around and get an understanding of if you're serious about changing something in your life or about taking control of your life, which is pretty much what today's episode is about. So the title of the episode is The Three Decisions That Control Your Destiny. I'm going to give you those three decisions towards the end of the podcast. Before that, I want to speak a little bit more about the power of decision making and how it impacts you and how it impacts your day to day and how it impacts the quality of your life as you're experiencing it at the moment. As it's a Friday afternoon, I'm going to try and get straight to the point here. I'm not going to spend three hours on a podcast because I have still got loads to do before I wrap it up for the week. And I like to normally take Friday afternoons off and go and see some family and whatnot. That possibly might not happen this evening, but if I get finished at a decent time, I might get the evening off at least. Um, The 100th episode is coming up next week, folks. Can you believe that? 100 episodes in the bag. We have a very special guest coming on next week. I think you are going to enjoy that guest. It's somebody who I know quite well. It's somebody who is always a good laugh, always a bit of crack, but also has a great story to tell too. So hopefully that all works out and I don't get let down. (laughs) That'll be next week. That's the 100th episode of the podcast coming next week. If you're enjoying the podcast, please do let me know. One other thing you could do for me if you are enjoying the podcast is share it on your Instagram stories, share it on your Facebook stories, tag me, show people that you enjoy the podcast, drive more people towards it. That would be super helpful. If you wouldn't mind doing that for me, it would always be appreciated. So let's just chat briefly about the power of decision. The first thing I'm going to say to you about the power of decision is it's not important to know how you're going to do the thing. It's not important to know how you're going to get there. The how is not the most important thing. The most important thing is making that decision to do it, just getting started on it. Most people think they have to know everything before they'll actually take the first step. They have to know what the process is. They have to see every step along the way. In actual fact, you only have to know the first step. You just have to make a decision to get started. When you make a decision to get started, the how will appear as you go. So as soon as you truly commit, the how will actually start to show up then. It's like that old phrase, The teacher will appear when the student is ready. Isn't that the phrase? Something like that. That's the first thing I would say to you. You need to get clear on that. You do not need to know how you're going to get there. You just need to make a decision right now that you're going to get there, that you're going to commit to this thing that's important to you. So there's a process for this. And the process is, number one, decide what you want. Number two, take action. Number three, notice what's working and what's not working. And number four, change your approach until you achieve what you want. So those are the steps. They're not the three decisions that control your destiny, which is what I'm going to come to at the end of the podcast. But these are the process for actually committing to a decision. So the process is to get to where you want. Number one, decide what you want. That's the very, very first step. You don't need to know how, you don't need to know anything else. You need to decide what you want. That's your first step. Second, take action. Imperfect action is the way to go. Impact, imperfect action is better than perfect inaction, which is what most people are doing. So let's just get started. If you're putting a business idea out to the world, it is not going to be perfect. It's going to be far from perfect, but that's okay. 
put it out there anyway, see how it goes, see how the market responds. And as you come back, you will start to notice things, which takes me to point number three, which is notice what's working and what's not working. That's what you're really going to have to be aware of. So you just put it out there. You don't wait. You just put it out there, whether it's perfect, whether it's imperfect, whatever it is, you just put it out there. 99% of the time, it won't be perfect. But if you wait for perfect, you will actually never start. If I waited until I knew absolutely everything, I would never coach a client. So stop waiting for perfect because it doesn't exist. Just put it out there and get started. Notice what's working and not working. And then number four, leading on from that, is change your approach until you achieve what you want. So your business even, for example, is always going to be constantly evolving. It's always going to be broken. It's always going to need little fixes. No matter whether you're two years in business or you're 32 years in business, you're always going to be tweaking your business. You're always going to be fixing it. It's always going to be broken. Your fitness journey is the same. You're never going to hit that 100% peak because it's always going to need fixing. There's always going to be another level. There's always going to be little things that need to be tweaked. And there's always going to be little fixes that you're going to identify. So don't expect things to be perfect, but learn as you go. Just have that awareness that you're keeping your eyes and your ears open. And you're seeing what's working and what's not working. And then you're tweaking. And you're tweaking as many times as you need to until you get to where you want to be. So that's the process. The problem for most people. That is... How can I say this? The problem for most people is, in my opinion, they're actually stating preferences rather than decisions. So they're stating their preference for a certain thing rather than actual concrete decisions. So it's things like, I'd like to stop smoking. That's a preference. That's not a decision. Because you're leaving a little bit of leeway there. And if you leave a little bit of leeway, you'll always give yourself a way out when the going gets tough. So instead of a preference, you've got to make a decision on it. You can't say, I'd like to stop smoking. You're, you're going to say, I'm going to stop smoking. Or if it's weight loss, I'm going to lose 10 pounds by the 30th of August, whatever it is. So very, very clear decision, not a preference. Most people, unfortunately, are stating preferences. So making a true decision means committing. And it means cutting off all other possibilities. If there are other possibilities, you're not going to get to where you want to go. If you're leaving yourself open to other possibilities, if you're giving yourself that escape clause to truly succeed, you have to remove the escape clause. You have to get rid of the safety net. That's what I've done recently, getting rid of my fitness classes. They were an easy thing for me, but they were a safety net. I've got rid of them because now I have to go all in on what I'm doing with my online courses and with my speaking. Fully commit. When you fully commit, you will get to where you want to be. So if I was hanging back and I said, I hope my online courses go well or I'll try and make them go as well as I can. That's a preference. That's not a decision. But when I say I'm going all in now on online coaching and I'm getting rid of my fitness classes, which is my comfort blanket, then I'm fully committed. That's a decision made. So what most people are actually doing is stating preferences rather than making a decision. If you think that's you, I would love you just to take one moment to think about where you're doing that in your life. Where are you actually stating preferences? When a decision needs to be made. I bet you we've all got those areas. All of us. There's something springing to mind for you right now. And it probably came to you straight away. And then if you think more about it. You'll talk yourself out of it. You think oh no it's not that thing. That's okay if I think about it this way and that way. If it was first thing to come into your mind. That's the thing that you need to make a decision on. When you think it's not that thing. And you're going oh no it couldn't be that. That's the thing. That's what it is. So if there's something you need to make a decision on, go make that decision. 
Don't state a preference. Make a decision. The way to make better decisions is to make more of them. So it's like anything. It's like if you want to get better at football, you get the ball out and you put in the hours and you're hitting it against the wall and you're working on your touch when it comes back to you or you're getting out into the field and pinging passes over and back with a friend. The more you do it, the better you get. It's like anything in life. Whatever you want to get good at, you got to put the hours in. you got to flex that muscle that says, let's just work on it. Let's just do it over and over and over. Decision making is the same. When we actually just constantly make decisions, we get used to making decisions and we don't let other people make them for us and we don't step back and let other people have control of our lives. That's when we get good at that decision making process. Our decisions become better the more we make decisions. We become more experienced in decision making. And that sounds so simple, but there are a lot of people that go through life without actually taking responsibility for themselves or always shying away from the decision, letting things drift, letting things just pass by and hope that it works out. Normally it doesn't. Normally at some point you've got to step in and you've got to say, here's the decision I'm making on this. The more you do that, the better you get at it. So if you're that person and a lot of people, to be honest, they kind of avoid that sort of thing because they want to avoid confrontation sometimes. They want to avoid conflict. And I'm that person myself at times. I have to hold my hand up on that one. That's one I'm quite guilty of. I, I'm not great with conflict. I'm somebody who probably is a little bit uncomfortable with conflict. That's probably going back to my childhood and even my teenage years, my young adult years, when I was a lot more introverted and I was very, very self-conscious and I did not like confrontation and I still don't like confrontation. I am a little bit better now at actually engaging conflict if I feel it needs to be done because the end result is worth it. But that's what I'm speaking about in terms of decision making. That's what a lot of people actually step away from. What I found is conflict is a good thing because it brings things out into the open. And then you can find a resolution. Whereas if there's no conflict, there's underlying issues that are just kind of chipping away there all the time. And there's underlying current. And eventually it normally leads to an explosion. And when it leads to an explosion, the outcomes are an awful lot worse than if that little bit of conflict had been engaged with in the first place and there was adult conversations had and there were solutions found. So I think that's why a lot of people avoid decisions. I think it's almost avoiding conflict for a lot of people. Does that resonate? Is that making some sense? I'm kind of speaking from experience on that one because definitely conflict is something I've had to work on. I'm still not perfect at, at kind of engaging with it and embracing it, but I am better than I was. I'll give myself a little bit of credit for that. I am better than I was. I think that's one of the reasons people avoid making decisions. It's probably conflict. But the more decisions you make, the more the better you get at it. When you sit in the discomfort, it becomes a little bit more normal. And then the next time you do it, it's a little bit easier. The 100th time you do it, it's a little bit easier again. So you get better at decision making by actually making more decisions. So don't be afraid of them. Don't shy away from them. Throw yourself in there. The more decisions you make, the more you realize that you're truly in charge of your own life. Nobody else has control over it. If they have, it's because you've given them control. It's because you've stepped back from making your own decisions and from stepping into your own power. So when you start doing that, you realize that you're in charge of your destiny. You're in control of your own life. That is incredibly empowering and that's liberating and that'll free you. So don't be afraid of those decisions. Take them on. Step up. You know what? If you don't make decisions for yourself, other people will make them for you. And the unfortunate reality is that most people don't have your best interests at heart. Let's be honest here, the 99.9% .9 of people care about themselves. It's their best interests that are served ahead of yours. So if you want to live your best life, you've got to make your own decisions. You've got to make your own calls on what's, what your life is going to look like. 
get good at the decision making process even if it's uncomfortable even if it does involve a little bit of confrontation or a little bit of conflict keep doing it until you get good at it that's how you're going to take charge of your own life repetition is the mother of skill the more we make decisions the better we get so another little thing in relation to decision making is there has to be an element of distinction as well with our decisions because sometimes they can be in conflict with the overall goal let me explain this because I'm probably just losing a few people on that one. Somebody who runs strenuously but consistently eats fatty foods, clogging up their arteries, they're pretty much caught in a heart attack, right? So their goal is to get fit and healthy. That's why they started running in the first place. That was their decision. But if they're also making a decision that they're going to eat fatty foods, greasy foods, and they're doing it four evenings a week on takeaways, and they're also out running, their health is probably even more dangerous than before because they've still got the unhealthy food habits but now they're out running it maybe four or five days a week as well clogged arteries heart attack waiting to happen so there has to be a little bit of a distinction sometimes in your decisions as well so you say okay the goal is health that's your first decision the little decisions along the way that are going to lead to that outcome they need to be aligned they can't be in conflict with each other so you can't say the goal is health therefore i'm going to run but at the same time, I'm making a decision to have a Chinese on a Monday and a chipper on a Wednesday and a pizza on a Thursday. And you're constantly feeding junk food into your system, even though you've started running to get healthy. So you've got to make that distinction in your decisions as well. Know where you want it to go, but don't have the process conflicting with each other. Decisions within that. So that takes me to almost the end of today's podcast. I am keeping it short and sweet. Give myself some sort of time off on a Friday. And the last thing I want to finish up on is the title of the podcast, which is The Three Decisions That Control control Your Destiny. This is the one you need the pen and paper for. The three decisions that control your destiny. So number one is your decisions on what to focus on. Number two is your decisions on what things mean to you. And number three is your decisions about what to do to create the results you desire. I'm going to break them down. We're going to do them one at a time. I'm just going to spend maybe 30 seconds to two minutes on each in and around. And we'll see what you take from it. So the three decisions that control your destiny. Number one, your decisions on what to focus on. I am a huge believer in things like the law of attraction, the law of reciprocity. Is that how you say it? Big believer in those things. What you put out there is what you get back. What you focus on is what you attract in. If you focus on positive things if you focus on a goal that you've got in your head so if you're saying for example i've got this goal that i'm going to lose one stone and you focus on that and you're focusing on the fact that you're going to believe you're going to do it you're focusing on all of the things you need to do to get yourself there you're fully focused on it you're fully invested in it you fully believe you can do it then you'll do it that's when you will get the result if on the flip side the focus is not going there if the focus is negative, if the focus is on, well, I can't do it because I've tried doing it in the past and I've always failed and I'm probably going to fail again because I know that once I start eating junk food, I can't stop. And I know that, you know, I always do OK for three days, but then I go off the rails and that's what's always happened for the last 20 years of my life. So I can't lose weight. If that's the story you tell yourself, if that's what you focus on, that is what you're going to attract in. So what you focus on is what you're going to attract in. So number one, the three decisions that control your destiny. Number one, your decision on what to focus on. Where are you putting your energy? Where are you putting your mind? Where's that going? 
you need to get very, very clear on that. You need to get very aware of that because most people are not. Most people are not. They're out there with the general population who are not growth mindset. The vast majority of people that listen to this podcast are growth mindset. That's why you're here. You're trying to grow yourself. Unfortunately, 99% of the population are not. They're fixed mindset. The fixed mindset believes that effectively things are as they are. We can't change them. We're even born with a certain level of skill or intelligence and that's it. And there's nothing we can do beyond that. It's just that things are what they are. We have to just suck it up and get on with it. That's the fixed mindset. The growth mindset believes that we can achieve what we want. We can work on ourselves. Nothing is fixed. We're given a certain level of genetics, of potential, but we can always improve ourselves and we can better ourselves by working harder and dreaming bigger and hanging around with people who drag us up and that full belief that we can actually improve. If you want to read a great book, there's a book called Mindset by Carol Dweck which explains all of this stuff and I would definitely recommend getting that. But this is why I say you're listening to the podcast, your growth mindset. So when I say the things you focus on, that's a huge decision because you're aware of that, whereas most people out there are not. They have no concept of awareness whatsoever. They have no idea that they're listening to negativity around them for 23 out of 24 hours in the day. They have no awareness that they're scrolling rants on social media and it's impacting their mood because they're actually getting involved with it and engaging with it and they think it's normal and it is normal for them. But for somebody with a growth mindset, you can see the red flags. You can see it straight away when you scroll social media and you see a hundred comments just of negativity and of ranting and moaning. That's a red flag to anybody with a growth mindset. You immediately switch off from it. You don't even look at it. Somebody with a fixed mindset doesn't do that. That's what they're focused on. When you focus on that negativity, you attract more negativity into your into your life. And when you attract more negativity into your life, it's virtually impossible to create a life you love. So the first decision on controlling your destiny is the decision on what you focus on. That's the first decision. The second decision is your decisions on what things mean to you. So we as human beings are effectively meaning attaching machines. That's what we are. We're meaning attaching machines. We give meaning to everything. In reality, it was only something that happened until we gave it meaning. It was just something innocuous and we turn it into a catastrophe or we turn it into something completely different. So the three decisions that control your destiny, number two is your decision on what things mean to you. You have to understand that you have the power to decide what things mean. And that's going to massively impact the quality of your life. So when something happens and you turn it into a catastrophe, that's a reaction. And when we're reactionary, we make poor decisions. When we make poor decisions, the quality of our life suffers. So what something means to you, we can make that positive or negative. When I failed with my gym, I opened a gym in 2015 I thought it was all I'd ever wanted to do. I thought I'd landed on my feet and this was me set up for life. And I realized pretty quickly, number one, that it wasn't a viable business. And number two, that I didn't even want to do it. It wasn't something I I thought I'd wanted to do it. I always thought I was the gym guy. When I actually had it, I realized that being on a gym floor for 15 hours a day, showing people how to deadlift, showing people how to bench press. Yeah, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't the life changing work that I wanted to do. And it wasn't, it wasn't what lit the fire in me to an extent, but not, not for the impact that I wanted to have in the world and the people that I wanted to help. So my decision was that I was going to leave that gym. I had a lease for a year, but I knew after probably about three months that I was going to be leaving. However, 
that point in my life was the not the first, but one of the first major failures I had, if you want to put it that way. So I had a choice there. I can attach meaning to this. The gym has been closed after a year, right? From the outside looking in, most people are probably going, okay, he's had a major or a major failure with that, sorry. He's had a major fuck up there. He took on this gym. It didn't work out. He's failed miserably. It's very public failure as well, by the way. There's no hiding from things like that. People know it. I had a bit of a social media following. I had, there was reports in the local newspaper about the gym open. It was well publicised. All that sort of stuff was going on. So there's nowhere to hide. People know what's happening. Um, and then the gym is closed down after a year. So my decision then is what meaning do I attach to that? I can attach the meaning that a lot of the general public probably attach that it's a failure. And I can tell myself I'm a failure and I can tell myself I'm not good enough and I'm a fraud and I'm on social media, you know, promoting all this great stuff. But in reality, my business didn't take off. So am I the person I thought I was? Am I the business person I thought I was? Am I the health and wellness coach I thought I was because people didn't come to me? I had the facility, but people weren't coming through the door. So maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. I could question all of my own abilities. I could doubt myself. And I could have ultimately crippled myself if I had chose to go that route. If I had attached that meaning to this one episode that happened in my life. That could have crippled me. I could have ended up leaving the fitness industry. I could have ended up going getting a 9 to 5 job. Which to be honest would be my ultimate nightmare scenario. I would hate to do that. But if I had attached all of that self-doubt. And by the way I'm not saying there's anything wrong with a 9 to 5 job. It is the 100% the dream for a lot of people listening. It's just not for me. Or each individual, yeah. Um, but if I had attached that meaning to it, and that meaning that everything I've done is wrong, and that it's me that's the problem, and that I'm a failure, and that this is proof that I can't ever be successful in the fitness industry, I would have been out of the fitness industry in 2016. I would not be living the life that I love now if I had attached that meaning to it. I didn't attach that meaning. The meaning I attached was very, very different. So that was probably, in all honesty, what the general population were thinking. That's probably what the public were thinking looking at it. But what was going on in my head was very, very different to that. My head was a decision because, okay, I could see financially it wasn't viable. I knew it wasn't going to work. After about three months, I knew it wasn't going to work. But there was never a thought in my head that this is the end of the road. Never occurred to me once. And it never occurred to me because I could see that I wanted to go in a different direction. And I could see that this was almost a turning point in my life because it had taught me a lesson. I realised that I wasn't just the gym guy, that I was a lot more than that. So this identity I had shaped for myself over many, many years. I thought owning a gym was the dream. I thought that was all I'd wanted to do. When I fell into it and I realised I don't want to be picking up dumbbells off the floor because people are too lazy to put them back on the rack. I don't want to be doing that forever. I want to have an actual impact in the world. I want to get out there. I want to talk about personal development. I want to talk about mindset. I want to talk about the growth I've had by stepping out of my comfort zone and coming out of my shell. And I needed to get out and speak in front of groups to do that. So I really began to understand that this was actually teaching me something very, very valuable. It was showing me what I didn't want to do. And it was actually bringing me a lot of clarity on what I did want to do. And from there, over the next number of years, that was 2016, five years have passed now. And that five years have been the most productive of my life. Because I suddenly got very, very clear on what I wanted to do and on what I didn't want to do. But the meaning I attached to it was the ultimate indicator there. I didn't attach the meaning. 
and that the outside world was attaching. I attached the meaning as I saw it. And what I actually saw was an opportunity. I didn't see failure, I seen an opportunity. And that opportunity was growth. That opportunity was leaning into fear, stepping into discomfort, doing things that I knew would move me forward and that would grow me as a person. So our tip number two on the three decisions that shape your destiny is number two is your decision on what things mean to you. Everybody listening to this podcast is going to have had things go wrong in their life. That's the reality. That's life. I'd love to tell you life is this lovely smooth journey and it's all rainbows and roses and puppies and sunshine. It's not. Everybody, everybody listening to this podcast has had something to deal with in their life. Now what you've got to look at is the decision on what that thing actually means to you. There will have been things that happened to you that you just turned into a catastrophe. At the time you possibly thought it was the worst thing in the world. It was the worst thing that could ever happen to you. You probably attached all that meaning to it. You probably attached some blame to yourself. You probably went down the route of self-loathing, guilt, feeling not good enough. Feeling like it was the end of the world. Everything was falling in on you. Maybe you can look at it now in retrospect and say, well, actually there was some good to come from that as well. Or maybe I grew from that situation. When you actually stop to think about it. Because I do believe from every hardship, there's a positive as well. There's always something we can take from it. Be that something that comes out of it in terms of an opportunity, or be that something that we learned, or that we grew ourselves as a person, or that we developed strength from something. But normally, from all bad things, something good comes from it. So ask yourself that question. Do I overly attach negative meaning to things when there's no need? And I'm talking on bigger scenarios there, Things that have gone really wrong. But we do it on a day-to-day basis as well. We do it with the little things. We attach meaning where it doesn't need to be. Where there's no evidence to back it up. We tell ourselves stories about why today was a crap day. And in reality, there was one bad thing that happened. But there was 57 good things. And all we zone in on is the one thing that happened. So you think about a parent who's busy and they're running a business. And they have kids who are going to school or whatever. And maybe they've had a hugely successful day at work and maybe they've run, they run a team and maybe they've closed a business deal and maybe they've just had time to get out for a run and they've done loads of amazing things. But when they come home, they go straight to having the discussion about the, the other parent they met at the school gates that made them feel crap that was talking about something or other, whatever. Yeah, you go straight to that conversation rather than acknowledging the other 10 good things that happened. Attach meaning to things is what we do. We have to start looking for the positives and things. Simple things as well. We can tell ourselves stories. We can tell ourselves, well, I met Mary there while I was out, you know, in town, walking the streets. She was across the street and completely ignored me and pretended she didn't see me. I wonder, did I do something wrong now? I wonder why she's treating me like that. I wonder what I did. In reality, Mary was away in her own little world, thinking about her own problems, didn't even see you, and therefore she didn't wave. But we attach meaning to things. We become meaning attaching machines. So the quality of our lives again. And controlling our own destiny. Your decisions on what things mean to you. And number three. We're moving on. These were meant to be 30 seconds each. We've got a little bit over time. Number three. The three decisions that control your destiny. Number three is your decision about what to do to create the results you desire. So your decisions about what to do to create the results you desire. Most people don't make a decision. 
most people don't take action. They go around in circles, planning, strategizing, coming up with thoughts, coming up with pros and cons, but they never actually take action. So you've got to make a decision about how you're going to create the results you want, what you're going to do. The planning's great. Definitely get your pen and paper out, plan things. But coming back to what I said at the start, you don't have to actually know how every step of the journey is going to unfold. You just have to get started. So what are you going to do to create the results you desire? What's your first step along the way? Make that decision. Don't overwhelm yourself with where you're going to be in five years from now. Everybody looks at this five-year plan. Sometimes I think you just need to step into what's here and now, what's in front of your face. Step into that. So what are you going to do to start moving yourself forward? One of the best things, I'm going to give you a little bit of advice here, a little tip from my own experience. One of the best things I think you can do is go to those who have done it before you. So go to those who have already done what you want to do. That is the quickest shortcut to get to where you want to be. As opposed to trying to figure everything out yourself, take the experience of people who have made all the mistakes and people who have been through all of the good things and the bad things and they've had the setbacks and they've figured out that works and that doesn't work. They can massively shortcut your route. But most people are just afraid to ask. Most people are just afraid to ask. I don't know why we have this kind of, I don't know, stupid kind of sense of pride or something that we're, we want to be seen to figure everything out ourselves or we want to be... We almost think there's nearly some shame in asking for help or whatever. I think it's daft. I think it's absolutely daft. If there's somebody who has done what you want to do, go and ask them for help. Like I love when people who have just entered the fitness industry reach out to me and say, could you give me any tips or advice? I love it because I love giving back to people and I love helping people. But I think somewhere in our heads, when we're the person asking for advice, we feel like, I don't know, like there's something shameful about it that they were putting people out or that they won't have the time to help us. The complete opposite of that. Think about if somebody asked you for advice. Most of the time you'd love to help them. So don't be afraid to ask. That's one thing I can definitely advise on. Is go to those who have done it before you. Ask for help. Normally if they are successful. It's because they've got a great attitude. And if they've got a great attitude. They're probably going to be more than happy to help you. Okay. So the three decisions that control your life. Just to recap. Or sorry. The three decisions that control your destiny. Number one. Your decisions on what to focus on. Number two. Your decisions on what things mean to you. And number three. Your decisions about what to do. To create the results you desire. We may do more on decision making and the power of decision on the podcast because it's such a vast area and there's a lot to cover on it. But I think half an hour of it for today is enough. Have a super weekend, folks. We will be back next week with episode number 100 of the podcast. Can't wait. I'm excited about that. Brilliant guest lined up. Looking forward to it. I hope you have enjoyed the 99 episodes so far, whether you've listened to one of them or you've listened to all of them or you've listened to every one of them three times. Thanks for joining me and I am delighted to have you on board. I hope you've got something valuable from them. As I said, we're going to two podcasts a week from now on. So it's a bit more of a commitment from me as well. I hope you're happy about that. <laughs> that you want more of them because I've kind of just taken a decision on it. But I hope you do want more of them. I hope you enjoy them. Um, Yeah, 100 podcasts in or 99 in at the moment. Who would have ever thought we'd get that far? It's over two and a half years ago now since I started recording. Didn't think we'd ever make it past episode 10. So to get to 99 is not too bad. Thanks a million to all of you guys. It would not be possible without you. Greatly appreciate you all. And I will speak to you next week for 100, the 100th episode of the Alan Williams podcast.